Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, the podcast where we discuss all the trashy TV shows we are addicted to, plus the reality stars we love, even when we're giving them the side eye. I dish on everything here from Housewives to 90 Day Fiance to The Bachelor, with a dash of cults and the supernatural thrown in for good measure now and then. Head on over to realitytea.com to read my super snarky recaps and reviews of your favorite reality shows. And you can check out my deeper analysis of reality TV on gallery pieces on 22words.com. You can also catch me on the Jenny McCarthy show on Sirius XM stars channel 109 every single week doing my Real Housewives roundup segment with Jenny. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Leah Martin and join the private Facebook page Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. All of your trash TV besties are over there just waiting to deep dive with you. And we've got some true Bravo detectives on hand, people. Send me a request today and I'll let you write in, unless you're Slade Smiley. Now let's get to the show. So joining me on the podcast today is Essence Capella, who is also a fellow addict of Love After Lockup. We are going to talk about the show this week and the show in general and where we think it's going since we all just heard it is renewed for season two. This very short season will be followed by a second season. We can all relax. I think it might be 2019 though when the new season comes out, which is sort of a bummer. But just knowing it's out there that there are people applying to be on a second season of this complete shit show makes me happy. Essence is a blogger at the sassynewyorkmom.wordpress.com. It's her blog where she covers the housewives, summer house, stripped. She does interviews with pop culture enthusiasts over there, among other things. She is a New York City born and raised mother of two and wife, and she says she is a Bravo celebrity in her head. She loves all the shows that we do. And we are going to break down only one of them today, but she might come on the podcast later on when 90 Day Fiance is back in session. And I hope that's very soon. Just as a side note, Essence has a little uh, one-year-old and three-year-old at home who were taking naps when we recorded, and so she had to keep it down. But even though she had to keep her voice subdued, she didn't have to keep her opinions to herself. So I hope you enjoy listening to the conversation today, and don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook. Well, Essence, I'm so glad you have joined us today, and I can't wait to talk about our mutual love, Love After Lockup. Well, I thank you for bringing me on. Yeah, so I just, I mentioned a little bit about you in the intro, 
but for everyone out there, we sort of met in, in air quotes on Twitter because you became interested in Love After Lockup and then I was following your tweets and you're following mine and I started reading your blog, which covers a lot of different reality TV. And do you want to just tell people a little bit about that and about what you're doing? Well, my blog is the sassy New York mom.wordpress.com slash backslash blog. And on there, I just recap pretty much all the TV shows that no one in my immediate life watch. So it's kind of like me getting my thoughts and opinions out there because I have no one else to talk to you about it. Right. My mom doesn't watch it. My friends don't watch these shows. So it's just kind of like my space that's not mommy related, it's not kid related, where I can just, you know, get my thoughts out there on like these. I don't know, interesting, like trashy, just reality TV shows, and I love it. I figured maybe someone else out there who wants, who has the same opinions, you know, just wants to read and have a laugh and just pass the time if they're bored. Yeah, so you're in the same boat as me then because I have a husband who is not interested at all in watching these reality shows. The only show we'll watch together is Survivor, which is a completely different kind of show, you know. But he has never watched any of this crap with me. And so I love finding people not in my real life to talk to. Yeah, no one in my real life watches these shows either. But what, you know, it's interesting, though, because you meet a lot of people who are, are, you know, around our age, their moms, their professionals who are watching this. And I'm like, where are they around me? Because there's so many of us out there, truly. I feel like they just don't want to admit it. You know what? I I sometimes think the same thing. I, it's yeah. a guilty pleasure that no one wants to talk about. It's your but, guilty pleasure. Totally. Because if, I mean, how can you not watch? Like, I feel like everyone's watching. They're just not talking about it. Like, they're just not saying it. Yeah, the ratings don't lie. And you know what? Speaking of ratings, I just looked up before um, we hopped on the phone together. I was looking up WeTV's ratings for Love After Lockup because it's such like it's a super, super short season. It's only seven episodes and it's their first debut season. And we know it got renewed for season two, which is amazing. But WeTV ran an article or they were interviewed in Deadline Hollywood and said it's the fastest growing cable series right now in its market. So it's doing really, really well. Yeah. So people are watching. They just need to start talking about it. I know. I know. <laughs> well, how did you get turned on to Love After Lockup? I think I'm going to say because of you. Was it was it because of the uh, reality tea blogs, the recaps? Or did you find me through somebody else? No, I think I'm going to have to say Twitter, the tweets. And I've just been following you ever since then. And did you... Are you a 90 Day Fiance fan or no? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that show. Oh, my God. So then it just follows that we are Love After Lockup fans because this is the same production team. Yeah, I knew, I found that out like just watching it. And it says it brought to you from the producers of 90 Day Fiance. I'm just like, what? No wonder. It makes so much sense. Yeah, don't you feel like it's kind of parallel in a way to 90 Day Fiance? The premise, the idea that one person is kind of holding the other one hostage. <laughs> yeah, it's like one person is literally funding the other person, same as 90 Day Fiance. And it's like, I mean, it's different where it's American or Canadian. Like, they're not international. Right, right. And it's 
but you get all these personalities that really don't mix and would not mix any other way with them, like with the distance. That's the only way they're compatible is with the distance. And then when they get, you know, and when they move in together, that's when sparks fly. And that, I think that's the brilliance of the 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. Yeah, that's true because it's all fun and games when they're separated and they're all right. dreaming about their romance, which is all a fiction in their head. Oh, it's, it's super fan. It's like the fantasy times like a million. Totally. It reminds me of when I was like 11 or 12 years old and I was just discovering, you know, boys, maybe even on TV, like when I was fantasizing about Kirk Cameron before he became totally weird as an adult. But, like, <laughs> you know, where I was like, we're going to get married and he's going to be, you know, I was like, it was almost like a Disney fantasy. That's what these these women and some of the even the men who are on the outside, it reminds me of that really juvenile mentality. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also just kind of like an escape because it, it feels like the people that are writing the inmates don't really have that much going on in like their own lives so it's like they kind of grasp at this like fictional um fairy tale yeah yeah they do okay so before okay before we launch into each couple and recap this week's episode let me ask you since you cover a bunch of other shows what is your all-time favorite reality tv show or series um all-time favorite i would have to say real housewives of new york oh my gosh me too i love that i have not missed a season i've watched every single season even like on hulu i'll go back and watch seasons like i've never missed a season i love that show i love real housewives of new york i recap that show on reality t also and it's it is my absolute favorite housewives franchise my favorite city i think the cast right now is perfect okay well let's we'll transition from the housewives into what we're here for love after lockup so let's go we'll go couple by couple but for you this week who do you think was the standout hot mess i'm gonna have to go with um i'm gonna have to go with andrea andrea i don't even know how to pronounce her name but Andrea, I think. Andrea, yeah. Yeah, because she was, when she was explaining to her friend what had happened and she brought up, she thought he was going to hit her at one point. That's, yeah, that's the biggest hot mess. Like, and she was still going to entertain this wedding idea. Like, I don't understand. I really don't understand. I don't understand what the hell is going on with that situation. I mean, agree. Andrea is completely delusional and I'm even going to go so far as to call her a terrible mom. Like I have been calling her that because I cannot believe she is bringing this stranger, this ex-con who has never met her children into her children's lives. Now, but beyond that, we found out Lamar can't even leave LA County. So what is, what is happening here? Yeah. And she was there. So who was with her children when she... (laughs) She was there for a few days. Right. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go pick him up nine hours away. See ya. And when she was saying goodbye to her children, there there wasn't like an adult standing with them. That, that really got me. Just like, where? who's who's going to be with them when you're in California? Unless I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there was someone in the apartment that we just didn't see. I didn't even think about that. You're right. There was no. Do you think she, she had her teenager watch the other two? That's what I'm thinking because she's working two jobs and she's a single mom. I'm pretty sure that the son, I think he's 15, or the daughter who's 15, one of them is 15. I think the daughter is taking care. Right. So I think that the daughter is pretty much taking care of her brother and her little five year old sister. Oh my God. This just keeps getting worse. I, I didn't even. 
really register that. I mean, there's so much to take in with each episode, which you probably have noticed that it's like, you can't even, it's hard to even take in all of the, the, the crazy details. <laughs> I, afterwards, I'll see people commenting online about certain things. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that because I was just so like, my mouth was already hanging open in shock over so many other things. But you're right. Who the, who the hell was taking care of them? Also, Andrea comes back and has a total revisionist history moment telling her friend this story. She leaves out all of the parts where she was completely crazy. Number one, at the car wash with that poor teenager. And number oh two, my God. that was insane, <laughs> right? And then number two, how she was losing her mind over Lamar's baby mama coming around, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. She just completely blamed him, which he did. He did have some aggression issues with her. I would give her that. But she completely left out all of her insanity. Yeah, and she made it seem like, okay, when she was telling her friend that she left, and then her friend's like, well, what did they do? And she's like, oh, Lamar, he, he came and, you know, came to look for me. I was like, no, it was like nighttime when he finally got in the car, I think with his brother or someone to go look for her and she's making it seem like he just chased after her as soon as she like ran out the door right. she's <laughs> she's delusional he was sitting there just eating his cheese and drinking his wine and visiting with his family and she's like yeah he came after me no mm-mm, no ma'am yeah she left when it was like middle of the day and then by the time he left it was like nighttime so <laughs> she left out a huge chunk of the story and i don't i don't understand her like, I really don't. Like, she's not a bad-looking person. Maybe she has some personality issues, but she can't find someone, like, in her real life. Like, she has to invite probably one of the most, I don't want to say dangerous, but, I mean, he's been locked up for 18 years. So, yeah, one of the most dangerous people into her home. Like, I don't understand. He's in a gang. I don't understand. I know. And, she, like, her question to him constantly about like the bloods and the crips and is your family mostly bloods or crips like who asks that and he's like oh and also he's like a little bit of both what <laughs> how does that work yeah he's not an ex-gang member i don't think so he's either. in it and i don't know i would not like how would she keeps saying that she he's she wants him to become a mormon i don't think he's going to give up his gang banging lifestyle to become a mormon no, that's the craziest thing anyone's ever heard of, which is why the show is gold. I mean, because it's like a Mormon is trying to marry a Crip, basically. You just couldn't even write this. But he, I, I predict, he's going to come visit the kids. I think they showed that in a preview. But he is, I think he's definitely not going to move there. I think he just is going to pay the visit. It's all going to blow up. Reality is going to hit. I mean, she's been on Twitter basically screaming at people. All of them have. It's so funny. They're all losing their minds on Twitter. And she's like, no one can judge me, and you'll see, and blah, blah, blah. So she still thinks she has some kind of moral high ground. I think he he's not – why would he try to get himself arrested again by breaking his parole or probation or whatever it's called? I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, I think that – I don't know. So do you think that she takes the kids to see him? Because they're all in the car. Is that what happened? I, I don't, I'm assuming because okay. they're all in the car, and I don't think that – I really don't think that he would leave because he's on TV. Like, I mean, I know it's like you're blowing up your game on TV. Also, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not secretly doing this. You're like, I can't leave, and then he's like, but what my probation officer doesn't know won't hurt her. It's like, sir, oh, you have she's a going camera. to find out. You have a camera, right? I know. There's a camera in your face. 
Hi. It's so funny. These people are just so beyond delusional. Okay, so moving on to delusional couple number two, but also really sad story to me, James and Allah. What is going on there? What did you think? Uh, they're both crazy. I mean, she has something. She has an addiction that she can't seem to quit. And I think he just, I mean, he's 35. So I guess he just really wants to settle down and pretty much with anybody. And I, I don't know. I feel bad for her because anyone who's suffering and feels that they need, you know, a drug or something to make their life better. I mean, that's sad. And but she just, she needs help. I agree. I, I'm going to get maybe a little bit too preachy for this snarky podcast, but I have to say, I think she's a prime example of someone who doesn't need prison. She needs treatment and it's, she's, she shows exactly what's wrong with the system that punishes addicts by, by locking them in jail, because obviously she was in there for a long time and she came out without the resources, without any kind of maybe 12 step program without any kind of safety net, you know? And so as she, to me, she looks like she's using absolutely 100% again. And we find out next week that James finally comes to the realization she is too. And it's like, she's two weeks out of prison and here she is again. You know, it's so sad. It's so sad. But then it makes me wonder if she even stopped because we see that Lizzie was found with heroin and meth. So I, it's really hard for me to believe that she even stopped yeah. while in prison. Exactly, because she would have been completely ill in there too, you know? And yeah, just because you're in prison doesn't mean you stop, which is, again, an argument why you need to be in maybe a lockdown treatment facility, maybe a prison treatment facility, which they do have. But just going to prison doesn't get you off of your drugs, and it certainly doesn't give you any tools to get right. off of them. It's just so tragic so tragic to me but James really kind of surprised me when he I guess I was surprised and not surprised I I was super shocked when he said wouldn't it be exciting if you were pregnant I was like James are you please just be saying this for the cameras because who the hell would be excited when this two weeks out of prison girl who you you're already suspecting is back on heroin tells you she might be pregnant that was crazy to me. Well, I think, too, that, I don't know, I, I like to, it's, like, rewarding for me to, like, figure them out, like, psychologically. I majored in psych in college, so I'm just using my degree here. Um, but I think that he has a suspicion that she is using, and he's probably thinking that a baby would make her stop. Oh. And, like, everything would, like, be normal with them. Yeah. Like, insta-family. Right. Yeah. And, her being pregnant, we hear stories all the time about women who are on drugs or drinking and they just stop everything once they find out that they're pregnant. So I think that maybe he was just thinking, okay, you know, we can have like a real life if there's a baby, you know, on the way and we can plan for that instead of, you know, her not really having a drive to, to do anything. Right. Yeah. And also kind of wanting an Insta family, we can jump over to Mary and Dominic. Mary is the Canadian. They're both the Canadians who are on this show. She has a different face now than she used oh my to have. God. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> I don't like to talk about looks. I I don't really like to talk about looks because I don't want anyone to talk about my looks. Right. But I will say that her before pictures and the way she looks like as she's filming, she looks like a different person. And I've seen people saying, oh, she gained a little bit of weight. But her face is 
just round. I think she got bad fillers. It really looks like, like fillers a... gone bad because yes. it doesn't. Like, her face just looks like puffy and round. She like, it, can't move her mouth when she's. Her lips look painful. It. You're right. It looks painful. It looks like what would happen if I were stung by bees all over my face. Right. Or like it looks like an allergic reaction to some bad situation. But I think she paid for that. So that's like. <laughs> I think she paid, I think she she did paid to look like that. <laughs> I think she did too. And there are really pretty pictures of her. I don't know if it's just like she slapped on some super hardcore filters on that phone before, but she, you can tell she didn't have all the crazy fillers before. It's like she knew she was coming on the show and she went to a really discount strip mall doctor <laughs> and got some bad botched work done and i just oh i kind of feel i, I my heart kind of goes out to her because if she did it to be on camera it really backfired well, i hope that's not the case and i hope that i don't know i don't know i mean it's just bad it's just bad it, it needs to just calm down yeah and i hope it's not permanent I know, right? Like when people get the actual. She's in her before pictures, right? <laughs> her before pictures, she was like really pretty, and I, and the, when she's doing like the um, confessionals, she looks not like the same person. Like she doesn't. She looks completely different. Yeah, completely, completely different. different. Do you think that's why Dominic is repulsed by her now? That's what I was thinking, but she would. She has gone to visit him like a few times over his six years. So I, I I think that he would know what she looks like. Right. Now, she didn't get to go to that conjugal visit because of her drug jacket or whatever the hell that thing was. But she had obviously been to visit him before on her little four-inch heels that she can't balance on. And he does oh know what God. she looks like. But he seems like he, he cannot even stand being within, like, 12 inches of her now, for sure. All right. This is my opinion. I don't – it's alleged. I don't know if it's true. Okay. <laughs> Because, okay, when we met her a couple episodes ago, she said that she's a party girl. She likes to go out. And that's where she met him, like, in a bar or something. And she, he went to jail for being in a bar fight. Right. So I think, like, they were at the bar together. And she kind of instigated something. And she's the reason why he went to jail. Oh. And so he has this resentment toward her? Right. I mean, he, he can, we can control our own actions. But I think they were partying. It got a little crazy. You know, some guy was probably messing with her, and then he just went off on the guy, and then he is the one that got sent to jail. So that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I like this theory. I'm gonna hop on board this theory because she was saying how the reason they met is because a guy was messing with her, and he came to her defense, and he knocked the yes. guy out. And so that's yes. like their that's their true romance <laughs> origin story, which is ridiculous, but of course totally fitting for this crap show. So I like this theory essence i like the theory but i just wonder would he keep her on the hook for six years and i i also think something happened to him in prison i mean he's got a huge scar on his face he looks like he was thrown in the hole for like a year or something i mean he's he has ptsd oh definitely um i think he looks like he might have been jumped yeah um or had like an altercation with more than one person and I also think, because when he was trying on the suits, she said, oh, you you buffed up, you know, you were a little scrawny, like, he was skinny when they met. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, when he went in as a new admission, you know, these guys are probably like, oh, who's this skinny kid? You know, it's always like the little ones, get, you know, picked on the most. Yeah, I know. 
I don't know. I feel I feel bad. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I know. Is that like super codependent? I actually find myself feeling bad mostly for the inmates or the ex-cons in this show. And I predicted this actually before the show came on. I said this is going to be like 90 Day Fiance where we end up rooting for the foreigners 90% of the time because the Americans turn out to be like super creepy weirdos. And that's what this show's like. It's like we end up rooting for the inmates. Do you not find yourself doing that? I mean, for the most part, except for Lizzie, um, maybe. No. <laughs> you don't? I think Dominic is the only one that I'm just like, want him to like just get counseling, you know, just snap out of the trance that he's in. Because, okay, I don't feel bad for Lamar. He's a gang member who <laughs> he's, was in jail for, I think, for robbery um it's like some serious charge when he got 18 years don't feel bad for him i don't feel bad for lizzie i think she's a scam artist i don't feel bad for lizzie. i don't no i i, I don't even like her Ugh. no she's awful. um who else is, i tony i don't really feel like i know that much about him so i don't really feel bad for him <laughs> Allah, i feel bad for her because of the addiction aspect and I, she comes from it looks like a good family so i just want her to get rehab like go to rehab instead of get sent back to jail and is there one more there's um jonna and garrett oh god i know i know i know we could just skip right past lizzie because we know that she's a scam artist we know she's in jail let's we gotta move to jonna and garrett jonna and garrett see i feel bad for garrett i do i yes i I feel bad i do i'll list them i actually feel andrea andrea is crazier than lamar in my in my opinion james is insane for thinking he's going to turn this heroin addict into a housewife and i feel bad for Allah. angela is delusional so i feel bad oh for gosh. her because she's sending yeah. tony this 200 dollars a month and he totally looks like he's already out of prison calling her from somewhere i i don't believe anything he says so I, maybe it's just that i don't feel bad for the people on the outside maybe that's it but and then Mary and Dominic, I feel bad for I feel bad for Dominic. Scott, of course, I feel way worse for. I don't I feel nothing, oh, yes. nothing but contempt toward Lizzie. Yes. But then we get to Jonna and Garrett, and I swear to God, oh my God, I feel like I want Garrett to just get in his vehicle <laughs> and just drive. I feel bad for him too. What because the hell? he went in at like seventeen. Right. Almost eighteen. So his young adult he's like twenty five at this point now. Yeah. So, like, his 20s, his young adult life was just spent, like, in jail. I mean, I don't feel, I, I feel bad and I don't because he committed a crime, so he had to do the time pretty much. Right, but which he did, which he did. I don't, I just don't think he should be locked down, like, in a relationship, getting married. I think he just needs to find himself, like, figure himself out, figure out what he wants, you know, and then move from there. Right. Instead of force something that clearly is not going to work. Yeah. And I feel like Jonna is the type that will get pregnant on purpose. I was just To try and force him that. to say that. Yes. <laughs> <gasps> that's, oh, my God. That's, like, number one prediction. Actually, I feel like they're probably going to break up. But, you're, but I can totally picture her, like, putting the like freezing the sperm in the turkey baster and using it <laughs> even a year later. She's yeah, she's that crazy. She's like um I don't know if you've seen the movie Fatal Attraction. Oh, of course. Yeah. She's that's her. Yeah. That's like, her. I will not be ignored, Garrett. <laughs> that's if that her. wasn't her dog, I'm pretty sure that dog would be missing by now. Oh my god. Can we say can we just have someone go save the dog? I feel really bad oh, for that, the dog. It's always in the cage. I know. I know. And it looks like she has a backyard, so why isn't the dog running around? It's always in that little cage. 
I think she just likes to keep her things locked up. She likes Garrett when he was locked up. She likes her dog locked up. I mean, she's got some. She's got a serious screw loose. She's <laughs> she does not like having Garrett in the free world. It is not panning out for her. She likes her boyfriend in prison. I really think she likes it better that way. Yeah, she likes she likes the dependence factor, like him being solely dependent on her. And then she can use the fact that she waited like four and a half years like for him. So, And I think that he stays with her out of guilt because she throws it in his face all the time. Oh, all the time. And you know what they all do to a certain extent? They use this, I waited for you. Now you have to treat me a certain way. And that's the power play. It's almost like the K-1 visa, but it, instead it's, I stayed with you while you were a prisoner, you know? Right. Yeah. It's and then it's also the stigma that being an ex-con has. So it's kind of like, yeah, like they're already like mentally beaten down. You know, they, whatever, they serve their time, but then they, they get out and they're already labeled as ex-con, you know, yeah. some of them can't even get jobs. So then you have like the person that was supporting them have pretty much all the power. They have all the power. Like, oh, you know, now you have to stay with me because I got this. Like she got the house for him pretty much. I know. Because she knew he wouldn't be able to get an apartment on his own. And then, but you see things start to unravel. Like you see Jonna start to unravel when he asserts his independence. Now he does that in a very juvenile way because I agree with you. He's still mentally and emotionally 17 years old and he's going out to strip. He's buying cars. He's going out to strip clubs and she's losing her mind because she's like, no, 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 no. You have to abide by my rules because I did all this for you. And so she doesn't want him to have any independence, even as misguided as it is on his part. I also think she didn't think he would because he was an he is an ex-con. Right. Like, I don't think she thought that people want to hang out with him or she thought that he would be able to, you know, lease a car or buy a car or even get the job at, I think, the restaurant. The restaurant. (laughs) He's a waiter. And also, he has... He has this grandmother sending him money and he has a father who's chipping in for the ring. It's like, where are these people? Why is he hitching his wagon to Jana if he has these family members who, by all accounts, are kind of supporting him? I think it's because she's a girl. Like, she's a, Just she's a woman. Simple. Yeah, I mean, he was locked away with the guys for six six and a half years yeah. I mean it's like a, it's a warm bed it's a, a body it's a kind of a relationship she's there for him I think it's I think it's more of that because it, it does look like he has family support yeah which can't be said for all of them I mean but Lamar has that too I think the ones who have some family support are going to be at least they're going to have an escape hatch you know they're going to be a little more likely not to stay in these dysfunctional relationships so Lamar I predict is he's not coming to Utah. Mm-mm. He's, he, he needs, he wants to record his music and I think he wants to be near his daughter and his family. And I think like you said, he's still in a gang. So he needs to stay oh, close he, to that. He definitely is. There's yeah. no Crips in Utah. <laughs> Straight out of Utah. But, and then, and I think, I think, uh, Jonna and Garrett, I think they're going to break up. We already know Lizzie never gets out. Allah, we pretty much know. Everyone knows at this point. Everyone cover your ears if you don't know this. Spoiler. But Allah is, goes back to prison. I mean, all the records that everyone's dug up has shown that. I feel like Mary and Dominic are a wild card because there's something going on there that is very suspicious. There are what look like wedding pictures of them from like three or four years ago. I wonder if they're already married and he's just pissed at her 
for for like playing this I want a wedding thing for the TVs. I think they actually might already be married because do girlfriends even get conjugal visits? Oh, you have to be married. They don't. No, exactly. I mean, I know this is Canada and I don't really know what the the laws are there, but you can't just be somebody's girlfriend and go get three days together, day and night. I That's mean, what... I think they're married. Oh my God. Yeah. Hmm. That, There's wow. definitely a wedding picture of them that I found. I posted it on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group. If, if anyone wants to go there and check it out, I'll, I'll repost it actually, or maybe I'll tweet it out. Um, but it's very suspicious. And I, I feel like part of him just being like, leave me alone, stop talking about this wedding, is that she wants to have a wedding for TV, but they just already are married, which is very strange. I know. It's very strange. I, and if we have another season of this show, which sounds like we are, I don't. I hope that there's no fake stories like this one seems to be. I want... I like the reality, like the nitty gritty reality, even, even like the Scott and Lizzie story where she doesn't get out. I, that's a, that's a story because it's real. You know, do you have, wow, any, I, yeah. Isn't that weird? I'm in shock. I, know, right? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's like, I swear once you, once you start um, talking about these shows with all people online, everybody, they're the greatest detectives. Everybody digs stuff up. And I actually follow Mary on Twitter and she is, she's really, she's pretty fun on Twitter. Like she doesn't, she doesn't get nasty with people. You know, she takes it all in stride, but I feel like she is um, not necessarily coming out with the full truth. And people have called her out. They've been like, are you already married? We found this picture and she never responds. She never says a word. It's very strange. So it would have had to have happened before he went to jail, right? Can can you get married in jail? You can. You can. So I, I feel like the, the picture that I got my hands on is her with her old face (laughs) <laughs> and, and him in a tux or a suit, but they're standing in front of those really weird prison backdrops. You know how they're all like Disney themed? It's so bizarre. And oh, yes. yeah, and she's holding a little bouquet and it's, it's totally a wedding picture. I mean, I don't know what else it could be. I don't know why you'd be standing with a bouquet next to a guy ever, except for maybe prom. And even that would be a corsage, but in prison, no less. So, and the conjugal visit thing just tipped me off right away. I was like, unless Canada is just cool with anybody who's dating coming to live with a prisoner for three days, then this has to be a lie. Yeah. I, the entire episode was so like drama filled that I completely glazed over that fact. Like how could she just go and sleep there? Yeah. I mean, it's just very weird. So I don't know. I hope we find that out, but what do you hope for another season of this? Like, what do you want to see more of and what do you think they can lose when they renew this? Hmm. I I personally don't like the scams, like the, the, the prisoners that are scamming the uh, person on the outside. Oh, like Lizzie. I don't like those. Right. Okay. I, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, I don't want to feel bad when I'm watching TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I like the drama. Like, I like more of, like, the crazy, like, fireworks um, couples, like Lamar and Andrea. Like, I like that. I, I want more of that. Yeah. And maybe sprinkle in, like, some real ones that actually will work out in the end. That I would like, maybe one or two. Agree with you. I want to see at least one couple who makes it. 
Because I feel like this season, you go down the list and all of them are doomed. Right. All of them. <laughs> married or not. So even if this whole rumor that Mary and Dominic are married already, I, I still don't think they're going to work out long term. I feel like there's not one couple on this season to root for. And 90 Day Fiance, they actually had usually, with the exception of some seasons... They would have one couple, sometimes even more than one, that you could root for that you were like, you know what? They seem like they're in love. They're going to make it. But this this show, no. not So far, none. So I want to see what you want to see. One couple who, who we can root for, I guess. <laughs> That's like the normal like example of maybe this can work because all the couples that we've seen this season, it's like this doesn't work. Like Don't write people in prison. Stay where you are. Mind your business. And just, you know, like, right. quit Googling. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. This is basically just a cautionary tale. And it, the title love after lockup doesn't really work because it's just like hot mess after lockup. <laughs> it's not working. So I want to see the same thing. Well, I thank you so much for talking about this show today. And I am so excited that it's renewed and I'm very excited that 90 Day Fiance, I don't know if you've heard, you probably have, has been renewed. All four versions of it are coming this spring. Yes. Yay! I love it. I, I love that show so much. I love it too. So everybody follow Essence on Twitter. Do you want to give people your handle one more time? Oh, on Twitter, it's essential underscore E, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L underscore E. And my blog is the sassy New York mom wordpress.com. Yeah. Head over there and read all of her recaps and reviews. And are you going to do some more interviews possibly? Yes. I, um, I was thinking about interviewing a few people, like some like non reality TV people, like, and then sprinkle some reality TV folks in there too. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody will pop up from one of these crazy shows. Cause they tend to, they tend to get back to you. So you should hit up some cast members of the, the WeTV TLC worlds. Oh, I've been scared to DM. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want like people like to go off on me. <laughs> no, I've been scared to um, Andrea. I would love to interview her, but I'm scared. Like, I don't. I'm, she scares me for some reason. She Like, John, I think I need to DM Jana. She would be good. She would be really good. I've actually been in contact with James, but I still have not heard back from his producer. He he would he said he'd come on the podcast. He is into it. But his producer wanted some questions, and I sent them. And then um, since then, of course, we've learned that Allah has some deeper problems. And I wonder if they're just kind of preventing him from talking about it. It's interesting. But anyway, if any of you Love After Lockup cast members are listening, we have enjoyed watching you and you should come on the podcast because people would want to hear what you have to say yes <laughs> for sure oh and i have a question for you yeah. Karen. yeah do you think um season two is going to be more of kind of where season one left off or you think it's going to be all new couples kind of like 90 day fiance is usually like i mean they have like 90 day fiance happily ever after right. before the 90 days but do you think it's going to be new cast. these couples season two or new cast? I feel like if it's going to work like 90 Day Fiance, which it seems to be already, they put that all call up after this week's episode where they said, if you're in love with a felon or someone behind bars, give us a call because <laughs> we're casting now. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. This is just what I wanted to see. So I feel like they're going to get a new cast 
for the next season of this just straight up show. But I wonder if like 90 day, they're going to start doing offshoots or different iterations of the series, like love after lockup. What now? You know what I mean? Like they do with 90 day and then maybe we'll catch up with Andrea and Lamar or Scott and not, maybe not Scott and Lizzie, but or Jonna and Garrett or something like that. Cause that would be gold. Cause we, cause yes. it's like, don't you think you, it's like you get hooked into the Danielle's and Mohammed's of the world in 90 day. And then you do want to see that mess, even if they don't work out because you want to know. Yeah. Like the series says, what now, you know? Yeah. Like you want to know like what happened? Like, are they yeah. together? Do they still talk? I know. Like, I think it'd be fantastic. I do too. And Believe me, I would totally watch it. I also really would like to see them get a new time slot this Friday night at 10 oh my o'clock God, Eastern. Yes. It's a no-go. And I understand probably why they got it because it's a first. it was a first run of a new series. They didn't know how it would do. But now that it's doing so well, they need to switch it and they need to put it on a different night, a night where people are not out with their friends or like me, I'm sitting home watching it as a mom, but I mean, (laughs) you you don't, it's really just a bad time slot. They need to move it to like a Sunday night, like 90 day or early in the week. I think, I think they will. I think that'll happen. I'm thinking like a Wednesday at nine. Yeah. There you go. Cause there's nothing. I think 600 pound life is on Yeah, (laughs) at nine on Wednesdays, but who cares about that? Exactly. Like, we need a drama. <laughs> it, people would definitely, it would beat that out by far. So, well, Essence, thank you so much for doing this today. And I will talk to you again out there in cyberspace. And um, maybe we'll catch up when 90 Day comes back too. Oh, yes, please. I'm so excited. And thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Today. Yeah. And have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.